Mindfulness Mode 309. That helps us live our life in more harmony, more balance, more peace, and more flow. You're listening to Mindfulness Mode, and I'm your host and Mindfulness Life Coach, Bruce Langford. Thanks for joining today. I mentioned before that I'm giving out Mindfulness Mode mugs to random people who leave messages, so I want to thank you, Mark for leaving a message on the bottom of the, uh, actually not on the bottom of the, the website. That's a great place to leave a message though. If you go to my website at mindfulnessmode.com. But Mark actually sent me a direct message on email at bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. And you can do that too. And Mark has won a mug. So I've sent that out to you, Mark. Thanks for leaving this message. Mark said, Bruce, you have some of the greatest guests. I have learned a lot from listening to your guests and their stories and their expertise on the topic of mindfulness. Thanks for sharing all this awesome info. So thanks, Mark, for that. And today we have, again, an interesting, interesting episode for you to enjoy. Sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to my friend Amuna. Hey, Mindful Tribe, we are going to be talking about some interesting topics today, and I have the pleasure of telling you that I have Imuna with me today. Imuna, are you in mindfulness mode? I am in mindfulness mode. It's a, one of my favorite places to be when I'm not <laughs> I don't like it very much how it feels in my body. <laughs> I would totally agree with that. Imuna Malnovitz specializes in sacred love, from helping you find the one to giving you the tools you need to build solid, lasting, sacred love. Now, she does sacred ceremonies, weddings, and even divorces to teach tools to create powerful connections. And Imuna teaches couples a profound, central way to meditate together. And this is called sacred orgasmic meditation. So we're going to talk about that. So many things to talk about today, Imuna. So first of all, what does mindfulness mean to you? Thank you. It's a great question. For me, it's about being present, being able to be really yeah present and aware with what is what's happening so let's get right into it let's talk about this this sacred ceremony this sacred orgasmic well the sacred orgasmic meditation is what i want to talk about first okay yeah it's a pretty juicy topic and you know when you put the word orgasm and meditation together that's gets that's pretty exciting. And I know that your listeners are into mindfulness and they practice many different techniques. And this is, this is a practice that you can do with a partner and it's a sensual practice, although it's not sexual, but it does involve stroking the woman's clitoris, which is the most powerful point on a woman's body with so many sensations. There's 8,000 nerve endings on the clitoris. And so 8,000. So as a man, how can I begin to understand exactly how to go about this with 8,000 nerve endings? It's very sensitive place, as you can imagine. So we want to be able to approach it with reverence, with presence, mindfulness. 
And basically, when you stroke the upper left-hand quadrant of the clitoris, it's this very special spot, you do it and you do it to feel the sensations and you stroke as slowly as if I was stroking my eyelid. It's very slow, very present. It's goalless. So I'm stroking the clitoris not to get my partner excited or off or even have an orgasm or a climax, but I'm stroking it to feel. And while I'm stroking, if I'm the stroker, the stroker could be a man or a woman. In this case, we'll say it's a man. If I'm a man stroking my partner's clitoris, my key, my job is to have my attention on from my finger to her clitoris and just feel moment to moment the sensations that I feel. My partner's job, the woman who's receiving this, her job is to breathe and feel what's happening in her clitoris. Now, when you talk about 8,000 nerve endings, that's a lot of sensation to slow down and be present to. And most of us in our sexual encounters, in our practices, in our encounters with our genitals, don't slow down. We're very, very moving fast and we're very goal oriented, right? So most of the times we're having sex or touching to reach a goal, an orgasm, a climax. In this practice, one of the most beautiful things, it's it's goalless. But another thing is, the man, the partner, the stroker has his full presence on this most vulnerable part of his partner's body. And he's looking at it and he's present to it. And in fact, one of the first steps of the meditation is he notices, he looks and describes to her what he sees. So some of your listeners I'm sure are going, oh my God, that sounds so vulnerable. And, yes. and it is, it is vulnerable, right? But we wanna be seen and especially in an intimate relationship, sacred love, your lover, your partner. This is one of the keys I teach about how to have sacred love that lasts. You have to be willing to slow down and feel and be vulnerable, right? And a lot of us are scared. I think this is one of the things that the perception is, and I think for me it's reality, is that men tend to want to go so fast, whereas women may be more inclined to slow down naturally. Is that true? Yes. And well, women's bodies are just built very differently. So women, we are very sexual and we have so much energy inside us, but we need to kind of have that energy opened up in us in a gentle, slower way than men do. The payoff is that when a man learns to open his partner in this way, the benefits that he receives are beyond the roof because her energy is going to be more able to flow and when we talk about this in terms of meditation and non-sexually, the energy that comes out of her body, 8,000 nerve endings connected to, I will say, higher power, God, whatever you want to believe, it's powerful energy creation coming through and his finger is touching it and it moves through his body. And so what I've seen is people who do this practice, they're more creative, they're more able to slow down and feel they're more able to be with any sensation that arises in their life because it's just a sensation and you learn to be with it. You learn to ride the waves and breathe with it. So having training around this most sensitive part of your body, one, it's going to open you to more expansive energy. It's going to train you to feel more and be able to be with those feelings. And it's also going to open this very powerful part of a woman's body to really access so much energy and pleasure for her and for her partner. So it's a very incredible practice. And 
you know, a lot of your listeners have probably heard of Tim Ferriss and the four hour work week. And, yes. you know, my boyfriend, he had learned about orgasmic meditation by reading that book and started to study it. And when I met him, I had already been studying it, but it was really amazing that he knew about this practice, but he knew about it from Tim Ferriss. So I know it sounds a little bit weird, but for a couple to be able to practice this and then a step further would be to use that energy that they create together in this container, not for orgasm, like just climax, but to go and use that energy to create a goal that they have. So maybe they build up all this sexual power and energy and then they use it to create a business or to focus on having a baby. And many of my clients, I have clients who've had babies. I've had clients who've birthed businesses, but they're using the power of this energy and their collective presence to create it together. So it's a great practice for couples to be mindful and well as, as well as to open them to more intimacy and connection. And so couples come to you and you work with them. And then sometimes you do sacred ceremonies. Yes. Well, I'd you like know, to hear about that. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. To me, love and relationships is a very sacred gift that we have on this earth. We meet people and they come into our lives and our intimate partners, my goodness, they are so valuable in what they teach us. And, you know, sometimes people work really hard to finally meet this incredible love of their life. And I have compassion for that. And then our, our, our industry of marriage doesn't really honor the love, the connection, right? We just spend a lot of money, have a big party and get into debt, most people. And then they start their marriage like that. And it's like, wow, for me, I want to create a space where the couple gets to connect in a very deep way. They get to create vows that come from being in a deep connected space together and really creating, what are we doing here together? Why have we come together and bring our mindfulness, our consciousness to the relationship? And I believe that couples deserve to have a toolbox of things that ways they can connect. So they start their marriage with a strong foundation and know that no matter what comes up, they'll be able to come back to connection. So my favorite way of doing this is to have a weekend with a couple where I teach them all different communication practices. I teach them the sacred orgasmic meditation, and then I create a special private ceremony for them after we've built up all this energy to really land it, connect them in together. Didn't you just come back from France where you were doing this with couples? I did. I led a group of people to France for a week. So I do it privately for couples for a weekend, or I'll do amazing retreats where I combine a lot of these tools and teach them. And yeah, we went to the south of France. We stayed in a castle and we went to the caves of Mary Magdalene and Jesus, because a lot of my work is also about understanding our masculine and feminine energy and learning to heal that within ourselves, which makes a huge difference in the way we interact with our partners in our life. Well, let's talk about masculine and feminine energy. How can we work with that so that it meshes, so that it supports each other? Yes, it's a great question. And it's a big, big topic. And we can see in the world the imbalances, right? And with all the things that are happening in the world around sexuality and women and the Me Too movement and men and it's a lot. We have not understood how to be together in harmony and especially sexually around relationships. And so 
I'm going to try and break it down as simply as I can and just say there's so much more, but we each have a masculine and feminine energy within us. And our masculine energy is the part of us that's more purpose-driven, focused, goal-oriented, single focus, um, strong, protector energy, provider. Our feminine energy is our heart space. It's our connection. It's the sensuality of life. It's where we remember to slow down and smell the flower and feel the senses. It's creation itself. It's powerful. And sometimes we need to be more in our masculine energy when we're focusing on a project, a work project. Sometimes we need to be more in our feminine energy when we're connecting to a partner or to our child or watching a sunset. It's like, oh, we feel and we connect right? And so we need to get those where they're in union, they're in harmony, we're not fighting against them. And what happens in most relationships is someone's very masculine. And then most of the times, because a lot of women in this world work and have purposes, they go to work, and they're in their masculine, and then you come home at night, and you're both in your masculine, and you haven't let go and no one's gotten into the feminine. So you can actually create polarity and intimacy and connection. And again, the problem is most of us have not been taught any of this. We don't understand. We just no. know, why is it not working? Why am I always frustrated? Why don't I feel like connecting to my partner? Once we start to understand these energies, and then the next level is to actually heal them and learn to give them what they need in ourself is what I teach. So then you're not looking so needy for your partner to give you everything because I believe we're whole sovereign beings and we're here to figure that out and then create relationships from that place. It's so different. But first, we have to know that we have masculine and feminine energy and when to use it and when to turn it on and when to focus. And that helps us live our life in more harmony, more balance, more peace and more flow. Right. Well, if we're looking for more balance, then I can see that that's one place to start. But what other tools can we use? What other tools can we pull from that toolbox? Well, definitely breathing is one of the most important things in anything, right? Taking a moment to slow down and breathe, to connect to your partner, right? to connect to the conversation you're having. If I'm rushing around my busy life and you know, when you live with someone in partnership, it can get very easy to focus on the details and the this and the that, and you may be passing each other in the kitchen, but could you slow down and breathe and connect and look at your partner and say, hey, good morning, how are you? And like take maybe two minutes to breathe, connect, look at this person and not even just your intimate partner. Imagine if you did that before an important phone call you were going to talk to. Imagine if you did that before even talking to someone at the grocery store. You're going to have much more rich connections and experiences. But we've been so taught to go, 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 be so busy that we're missing a lot of the important things, I think, that really make us feel good and nourished in life. Well, let's talk about nature, speaking feel, about feeling mm. good and nourished. How can we get more nature into our lives? And when we are in nature, how can we make sure that we're just, you know, taking in every little bit of it so that it enriches our lives? Mm. I, it's, it's so beautiful, nature, right? And so many of us miss it. Like I was just up in Northern California and 
the leaves were changing color. They were such beautiful, vibrant colors. And as I was driving, I could easily just not notice those leaves. Mm-hmm. Or I can pause and go, oh, my God, that is so beautiful. Right. And in that moment of pause, in that moment of taking it in, breathing it, I'm letting it nourish me. It's a gift. It's a gift. But I can also just, yeah, ignore it. Or if I go to the ocean, for me, I love the ocean. So I like to just go and I can just look at the waves coming in and out. I can listen. I can smell the ocean. So it's also engaging our senses, which is part of our feminine energy. But here's the thing. We all need to open our feminine energy right now, men and women. And that's what's going on in our world. And everyone needs to take time to go breathe, get in nature, slow down, listen, right? We just go way too fast. And especially in our relationships and our intimacy to have real connection. So breathing, being in nature, just noticing, right? And, you know, I'm that person that I'm driving with people and I will be the one that's like, wow, look at those flowers. Or did you see that? And one of my friends, she commented, wow, I love being with you. I love how you open those things up to me and I notice them more, right? But it's beautiful. Well, it is beautiful. And there's a whole movement toward making use of scents and fragrances. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Can that enhance our our lives, enhance our sexuality and being yes. with each other? It absolutely can. I mean, for myself, I've been using essential oils. I use a therapeutic grade essential oils. My personal favorite are Young Living. And I've used them for over 15 years. That is pure in that bottle they've extracted from the plants the nature in its finest form filled with oxygen filled with all of this incredible energy and it goes right into our bloodstream and it helps us harmonize it helps us connect that's one of the most powerful tools that i'm so grateful for in my own journey and i definitely share those with my clients there's also you know a big movement right now your listeners may be hearing about hemp oil and cbd oil yes. that's from the cannabis plant right and this hemp oil they've taken out the thc which is the part that makes us more high or psychoactive and you're just getting the benefits of the cannabis the hemp which is balancing our endocannabinoid system it's balancing our hormones it's slowing things down it's helping with our connection to a higher power so I do believe that these natural plants are medicines that are here to help us awaken, to help us slow down, have consciousness. And I know when I can't go and be in nature, I love taking my little bottle and putting it on and smelling it. And it's like being there, right? It's also a great thing to do, you know, as a tip for partners who are coming home from work and they're wanting to kind of switch gears and get into a more connective, intimate place, whether you want intimacy with yourself and in your meditation practice or with a partner or friends, you can get a diffuser and diffuse some beautiful essential oils. You can run a bath and put the essential oils in your bath. You can just smell them. These are just little ways that you breathe it in and your brain starts to relax. Mm. Your brain starts to slow down and open. Yeah, it truly does. It makes an incredible difference in your life. You know, and I don't really, know why more people don't use them. Yeah, I love that you're bringing it up. Not a lot of people, yeah, have that awareness. And it's true. Like, this is one of the gifts 
that are given here for us. It blew my mind when I started learning about them. You mean there's a plant for everything, like literally physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. And these plants are here as gifts for us to get back to our wholeness. Yes, yes, they are. And you are a gift who help couples get back to where they should be or even to get started where they should be because not everybody understands that my my niece just recently got married beautiful wedding beautiful ceremony and it was all lovely and i'm and i'm just thinking you know i just hope that she's gotten off to the beautiful start that you're describing because that's what we all need yes it's rare everyone needs this and it's rare because again in our culture it, we don't focus on these things. We focus on getting the perfect dress. And did you get all of these different tabletops? And are you going to have all the decorations? And, and brides go into their ceremony stressed out. They're not present to have that connection with this partner that they've just cultivated. And for me, energetically, because I'm aware of energy, I want to create that space, yes, where they start with such a strong foundation and then have the tools of communication of sacred orgasmic meditation, of how to connect when things get hard, because you know what, they will. And it's very sad to me to see couples start off happy. And then, you know, we have a high divorce rate in our world and people who aren't divorced, many are unhappily married and staying with a partner just to do it. And part of it that really breaks my heart is people aren't teaching what we actually need to know. And, you know, I had to learn all of this. Like I was very unhappy in my relationships. I wasn't satisfied with the level of connection I was getting. And it led me to travel around the world and study. And it wasn't easy to learn all the things that I learned and have in my toolbox now. And one of the things that you learned was about meditation, Imuna. And I want to go to that. Tell us about your personal meditation and what it looks Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, well, I love to start my day with prayer. So I pray, which is helping me connect to higher power, whatever that is Mm -hmm. for anyone. But for me, it's important that I remind myself that I'm supported. I'm on a mission. I'm connected. I'm not alone. And then I breathe and I will take time with my eyes shut, just breathing long, slow breaths, you know, maybe 10 really conscious breaths in and out. And just that one act just drops me down into a place. And before every client I see, before every session, I pray, I set this intention, I breathe, I connect, you know, and I do that when I'm in relationship with my partners, if I'm visiting with my nephews, you know, I don't just I connect with them. So I like breathe with them. Mm, That's beautiful. Yeah. And sometimes I listen to guided meditations or, you know, or I go sit in nature and just watch it and be open to it. Um, But I do take a lot more time than I have in the past to slow down and to be present and to feel, you know, one other thing I do is I, um, I feel the sensations that are happening in my body. So if I feel something that doesn't feel quite right, or I feel stuck or painful, I actually will feel that place and I will send it love. I will send it acceptance. I will send it peace because I believe that all these parts are coming up to receive our love, to receive our acceptance. And so instead of pushing it down with drugs or chemicals or this, or just denying it and acting like it's not there, 
I will actually feel it. And I teach my clients how to do this as well, because this is how we stop being so afraid of feeling and connecting. We're, we're all feeling beings, you know, like yes. we're here to connect. We're here to feel, we're here to have emotions. And I don't get that. We're here to just run the rat race and, you know, that's not it. And so I know that my life is much more nourished and my relationships nourish me when I take this time to slow down and feel and it, it breaks my heart because a lot of people here, sometimes we think, well, I don't have time to slow down. I'm too busy. And it's like, that is exactly the problem. <laughs> Starting, the we, when we, right? When we slow down, everything starts to slow down. Our mind starts to slow down. We start to have flow and synchronicities and life can be so much more than most people experience. It's true. It's true. I want to talk with you, Amuna, about the topic of bullying and how, you know, so often mindfulness can help with that. But do you have a story you can share with us? Yeah. And, you know, this even happened in my adult life. Uh, I was working for an amazing company doing personal growth work. And I was really good at sales and I was really good at starting to do presentations from the stage. And there was another woman that was working there and that was her job. You know, before I came along, she was like the star. And you can imagine if you're the person making the sales for the company, you feel good and you're important. And here I came along and I had this natural ability to connect with people and to feel, again, using a lot of the tools we've talked about helped me be good at sales and be able Mm -hmm. to feel and be with people. So she And she was in a position above me in her power structure in that company. So I definitely felt like there were a lot of ways where she would not give me certain opportunities or use whatever means were in her control to hold me back or not allow something to happen. And it was difficult, you know, because I am a sensitive person and I can feel all of that. Yeah. So it was very challenging. And the ways that I dealt with it, I I first needed to know that what I was feeling wasn't wrong, that, you know, sometimes I think we make ourselves crazy, you know, and other people will make us crazy because they'll say, no, that's not going on. That's all in your own head. And it's like, no, this is what's happening. And I feel that and I'm not going to make that wrong. And then, you know, there were times where I would talk to my other friends about it just to get some reflection and support and make sure I'm not crazy, Mm -hmm. you know, and then there were times where we've had to sit down as a group and just kind of have a circle and with other people there to support us and being honest and truthful. So I I was in a community then where we really honored the truth and we really honored them. being able to feel sensations. And so that's, I know that's not most places where we go, but that's, that's the culture I would like to create because the truth is we are going to have people that rub us the wrong way in life. And true, but, but really it's like, what is it in me that they are triggering? What is it that has me feel insecure? That is an opportunity for me to love in my own body. And again, I know this stuff, it sounds so simple, but it's a lot harder to practice when you're in the situation, you know, and I don't want to make light of people who are being bullied. Like it's just the saddest thing, you know, that people abuse their power. And, you know, and even this is what we were talking about with 
when you talk about the Me Too movement and these men in power that mm-hmm. are getting, you know, taken down, they they had power and they bullied with it. They took with it. They used that power to take something rather than connect with another human being. And I think that that's partly because we don't know how to connect. So what we've been taught is to be like, the, I'll be the more powerful one and I'll get, I'll get my power by putting you down. And this is part of what I say, we're awakening the feminine energy in all of us. We're feeling our compassion, our hearts. It's like, there has to come a place where our heart opens and we're like, what? I don't want to treat anybody like that. Like, why would I do that? That's not right. Imuna, as we move toward the end of the interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. And the first one is this, who is one person who's influenced your mindfulness? You know, I would have to say Oprah. I just always loved Oprah and I always loved her show. And I love that she had the courage to, to bring these ideas at a time where they were pretty new to the world. How has mindfulness affected your emotions? Mm. It's gotten me more in touch with them. And then I can love them, like I talked about, and heal them. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness. And you already touched on it, but let's sum it up. It's essential. And it's conscious breathing. So not just breathing, because God is breathing me right now. Thank God. but I need to get present and be conscious to that breath and feel it. If you could recommend a book related to mindfulness, what would that be? Mm, There's so many. Well, I'm going to go with, I just saw on your bookshelf, the four agreements, and that is an excellent book. You know, it's not only just mindfulness, but the power of our integrity and keeping our word. And, you know, these four agreements that you live by, I mean, there's so many amazing books out there and, I recommend that people feel into, like go to a bookstore and see what book calls your attention. You know, that's how I, I, I live my life. But that was one of the greatest books, The Four Agreements, and just having that foundation. It is a wonderful book. It was, I just loved the first time I read it. It was terrific. Yeah. And I will say he also has another book called The Mastery of Love. That's an amazing book for conscious relationships and some of the things we've spoken about today. So I would recommend that too. I have not read that one. So thanks for the recommendation. Yeah, you will like it. Yeah. So can you share an app which helps with mindfulness? Oh, wow. I don't know that I have an app per se. I would say put a timer on your phone and set it for 10 minutes and do nothing but breathe and feel, do you know? And then likewise, the sacred orgasmic meditation, this is a timed practice. So just creating a container with the timer of your phone and setting to a time, five minutes, 10 minutes, where you're devoted to holding the space and just being present to whatever you're doing, whether it's sacred or med- orgasmic meditation, breathing, being in nature, but nothing else during that time. Give yourself that, but have a container of the timer on your phone so that you can let go of your mind and surrender and be present to that time. Yeah, that timer is a terrific app. I totally agree. And we have it with us all the time. So it's something that we can really make use of. Imuna, this has been such a pleasure to talk with you. Now, let's say if some of our Mindful Tribe listeners think, oh, I would love to go to the south of France with Imuna. Well, how can we connect with you and learn more about what you do? Thank you. Yes. 
My website is sacredlovethatlasts.com. And I also have a gift for your listeners that um, would like to go there. If you go to sacredlovethatlasts.com forward slash free hyphen gift, I've created a three-part video series entitled The Three Keys to Sacred Love That Lasts. So you can go and you can get that gift. And then you'll also get to just be part of my um, newsletter. So you'll get to know the amazing things that are happening in the world of sacred love. And all that, again, is at sacredlovethatlasts.com. That's great. Thanks for making that gift available to Mindful Tribe. That's great. So, Imuna, it's been such a pleasure. I can't wait to follow up on this and uh, listen to your videos and read the book you've recommended. Thanks again for being on the show, Imuna. Thank you. I've had a great time connecting and being mindful with you. And, you know, I appreciate this because I feel like in our slowing down to connect, you brought out a lot of amazing gems and things that I may not normally talk about, but it's because we were willing to slow down that we can get to some deeper things. So thank you for your mindfulness. (laughs) (laughs) My pleasure. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. Hey, Mindful Tribe, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for joining. Please subscribe. Please leave a comment on the bottom of the episode on my website at mindfulnessmode.com or send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com and you may win a mug like Mark did. I mentioned Mark's comment at the beginning of the episode. So please, you know, share with me what what you have enjoyed about the show till next time mindful tribe use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm focus and happiness stay in the mode